Gotta get up. I gotta get going. Gonna go see a friend of mine. He's round and he's fuzzy, and I love him because he's just Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh Bear. Looking for fun, chasing some honeybees. Pooh Bear, I know he's out there. Rumbly tumbly, climbing a honey tree. Is this premise enough to get me through this? At least from till now till the end. When you're alone or at work on your phone, it's nice to be able to listen to a new podcast. We need a podcast wherever you go. Oh, won't you listen, please? Podcast, I got a podcast. It's me and it's you. Hello and welcome to the first ever, the first annual, inaugural, it actually is the first annual, and I'll get to that in a second, Uh, Winnie the Pod, nope, the, the, oh, Jesus, oh God, what a bad start, what a bad start. Hello and welcome to <laughs> the first episode of Winnie the Pod, the new adventure of rewatching the old new adventures of Winnie the Pooh, the official, unofficial new adventures of Winnie the Pooh rewatch podcast. This is a show where I will rewatch the television program, the 1988 to 1991 television program the new adventures of winnie the pooh i think those dates are correct closed by phone though and i am delaying correct january 17th 1988 to october 26th 1991 this show was on the air and this is a a podcast where i will with a guest re-watch that show And then I will talk about it in a podcast episode that will be longer than the length of the episode of television we watch. Re-watch. We re-watch. That's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? We re-watched. You know what? Now I want is a Scooby-Doo re-watch podcast hosted by Scooby-Doo so that I can hear Scooby-Doo Say, we re-watched. Anyway, now, of course, the episode you're listening to right now, I will neither have a guest, nor (laughs) will I be watching an episode of New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I have immediately abandoned the premise of my own show in, in the very first episode that I'm putting out. Consider this episode zero. Consider this a prologue, because I wanted to, to give it a, give it a whirl just by myself first. I actually wanted to come out swinging. With like a guest that would, you know, pique, pique some interest. I, I was hoping to get like some guests in the first week. Some like good eye, uh, eye quality. Yep. Good audio quality guests and whatnot for the for the first few weeks. Uh, but I'm moving at the end of this month. So I, I, I'm super busy and people are super busy with Halloween. It is Halloween this weekend. And that is why we're watching what we're watching, but I'll get to that in a second. So it it just didn't really facilitate having guests. And I kind of just prematurely uh, announced that I was going to have an episode out by the end of this month. 
So I'm just going to do it alone instead of like trying to burden myself or other people with it. And also, you know, this gives a good feel for it. This gives a good, a good taste for it, you know, and also tells people what they don't like tasting. If you just want to sit here and listen to me talk about Winnie the Pooh for however long this is going to be, then you're in luck. Yeah, I I will have guests and I will have a, a, a format where I will ask the guests some questions that I think are important. The main thing I'm going to ask every guest is, well, does it hold up? Because I think the show holds up. I, I think that the, that's why I'm doing this show, this podcast, is because I think that the television show, The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, holds up immensely. I think that it's super fun. And I, I, I was reading the Wikipedia earlier today, and the, the, the term Americanized was used, which I don't know what that means in this context. I, I guess A.A. Milne was English. You know, so maybe that's just what it meant. But I mean, Pooh, I think that they definitely do live in America in this television show. But regardless, uh, I, I was such a fan of this as a kid. And I um, took a lot of heat at school because people would be like, what's your favorite show? And other kids would say Power Rangers or Ninja Turtles or something where there was like violence. And I was like, Winnie the Pooh. And everyone was like, what? And uh, I would always get the response, that's for babies. And so one of the things I want to determine with this podcast is, was this show for babies? I don't think so. I actually know, I actually know, in my opinion, quite factually, that it was not for babies. But the, um, and, and there's nothing wrong with something for babies. Also, there's, there's plenty of good content for babies, I think. I don't know. I'm not a baby. Paw Patrol seems popular. But there's there's an element to this show that is uh, I'm going to say provocative. Um, it's it's definitely something beyond like the other. Well, not the not everything Winnie the Pooh. I think that the 2011 movie was really fucking brilliant. I liked the live action movie with Ewan McGregor quite a bit. I like the Tigger movie. I like Piglet's big movie uh, yeah, enough. Uh, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But the, there's definitely was a thing after this show where all Winnie the Pooh stuff as like a brand at Disney became like the early childhood brand and Pooh became like the early childhood guy. So when I like talk to people my age about Winnie the Pooh, there's kind of a response of like, yeah, it's like they either like have the conception of like the old cartoons and then like the movies that came out during our childhood, like the Pooh's Grand Adventure even though it wasn't in theaters, but the Tigger movie, whatever. But there's not really like the cultural awareness that I had of Winnie the Pooh. I had a skewed cultural awareness of this show because before this is obviously before streaming, this was in the 90s. I obviously caught the show in syndication because I wasn't alive when it was on. But I guess they re-aired it on Disney Channel. And my dad would record it for me on VHS tapes. And I had volumes of... Winnie the Pooh. And then you also could buy the tapes from the store and it would be like two or three episodes on a tape and you would usually be contained to a theme like Detective Tigger or Cowboy Pooh. Um, and there were episodes of the show that all kind of had the same theme and they would package them together. Sometimes it was just like growing up and my dad would buy me those whenever he saw them. My dad and my mom. I, 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 I remember he was the one who handed them to me, but she was part of the process for sure. My dad definitely was the one that would tape it on TV. Because he was a stay-at-home dad at the time. And he would tape it on TV for me. And I had, like, 
at least five because i remember five was the hitter five had all the best episodes on it i remember exactly what the tape looked like i can remember it had a big orange chevron on it and the little the little flap you know the little flap that lifts up on a on a, on a vhs thing the little you press the little little tiny button and then the flap lifts up and then it can access that film inside you know what i'm talking about that little flap was a lime green baby Big orange chevron, lime green flap. That was a tasty looking. I don't even know that those were the best episodes of the show. It might have just been the VHS that I liked the look of the most as a little boy. Anyway, I I watched the show religiously. I would like watch it to fall asleep. It was my comfort show. It was the show that could like, if I was sick, the show would make me feel well. If I was sad, this show would make me happy. If I was scared, this show would give me comfort, you know? Like, it literally was a comfort show. This, the, the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh was very important to me in a, in, a, in a quite genuine way. Now, of course, we're not watching that show today. We're, we're not. We're not doing it because this is episode zero. And we will start with episode one of that show, Pooh Should Be in Pictures, in the next episode of this podcast. But today... I will be rewatching. I have not rewatched it yet. That's how I'm going to do these intros. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do an intro where I talk about what I remember about the thing I'm going to watch. And then I will watch it and then I'll usually come back with a guest who has also watched it, but today no guest. I'm going to talk to you now and then I'm going to do a little break and watch the thing and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk to you some more. But I'm watching Boo to You Too, Winnie the Pooh which is a 1996 straight-to-video Winnie the Pooh Halloween movie connected to this show. It's based on this show. They continued to make, after the show ended, they continued to make um, straight-to-video like Christmas specials, uh, holiday specials that were the same voice cast of this show, the same animation style of this show, and like generally the same interpretations of the characters of this show. And I, I would say that the they stayed these versions. I would say that even like the Tigger movie is kind of like this cartoon's version of the shows. This cartoon kind of became like the steadfast version of these characters. Um, even though there was like that weird CG thing. And it might still be on. Like my friend Tigger and Pooh. It's like some redhead girl. It's not Christopher Robin. It's like some like CG redhead girl who rides around on a scooter. I don't know. If this podcast goes on much longer than I would ever want it to. Then 10 years from now, I'll be covering every episode of my friend Tigger and Boo. <laughs> but Boo to You 2 came out October 25th, 1996. It's directed by Rob DeLuca. And it is something I saw today. It is not animated in America uh, by Disney Animation like the television show was. It was animated... Um, at Toon City Animation in Manila, Philippines, with the help of additional production at Tai Wang Film Productions in Bangkok, Thailand. So it is an uh, uh, exported product in the animation, and I don't remember the animation being different. I remember it being seamless. To talk about what I remember from this, I guess I'll just say who it's written by. I don't really, I don't know. I'm going to continue to do that. Not that anyone fucking cares, but I think it's fun. You know, I'm, I'm doing a podcast about them. I want to credit these people. I care. Uh, it's written by Carter Crocker, and it's got all the all the cast and something fun about this. I think I think the whole show, but particularly this movie, it's narrated by John Reese Davies, who was Gimli in Lord of the Rings. What I remember about this 
is it won a primetime Emmy Award, by the way. Uh, and is it the runtime is 21 minutes long. What I remember about it is that I, it's, it's silly as this is going to sound, because I encourage all of you to watch it um, with me at, you know, uh, either have already watched it before you've listened to this, which is kind of surreal now to think that you've seen something that I haven't. Anyway, I, I remember it being kind of scary. Like, I remember it being scary for a Winnie the Pooh thing, because Winnie the Pooh, like, famously doesn't have, like, antagonists. He doesn't really have, there are, usually the antagonist is a misunderstanding. Okay, I shouldn't say that. There are antagonists in the story, in the way a story functions. Like, there's someone that is impeding the goal of Pooh Bear or whoever. But there isn't a bad guy. Now, the, 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 the Hundred Acre Wood Gang never gets into a, a fucking scrap with anybody. Things aren't usually very tense. They are, though, for kids sometimes. But th th this, I remember being spooky. And I remember very vividly, I, I I think I actually have a memory that I conflate with this, or there was like a tie-in book, but I kind of feel like I had a Winnie the Pooh book, like a storybook around the same time that I would read every Halloween that um I, I mix up with this in my memory where Pooh's trying to pick out a costume and he ends up uh, painting himself as a bee. Like he just, he just, I think I know, my, my man might just go topless and just, 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 just roll, roll the streets naked, just painted like a bee. And that might be in this movie, uh, and it might it might be just in a storybook that I remember, or it's a weird fever dream that I had because I watched so much Winnie the Pooh content as a kid. But I, as for what I remember about this, I don't know. It's like I remember that they're all trying to pick out costumes. Piglet's very afraid because it you know it's Halloween, and Piglet is a uh, generally quite scared young man, and. Uh, he, he he's very scared and they're all trying to pick out costumes and piglet like doesn't i think they're gonna go trick-or-treating it's probably one of those things where they understand the concept from christopher robin like christopher robin's going to take them trick-or-treating with them because you have to remember and I, i'll cover this so many times with uh with my guests it's it's one of the questions that will i'll i'll bring up over and over again these are stuffed animals. <laughs> These are weird sentient stuffed animal beings, with the exception of rabbit and owl, which are actual creatures. Did you know that? That is fucked your shit up. It's actually very clear in the in the live action film, Christopher Robin, starring you and McGregor. But it, yeah, out Rowl, Rowl and Abbott, owl and rabbit are actual woodland animals that this young boy, I guess, is also friends with. That while he's gone, they just hang out with his stuffed animals. I got. I think Gopher is a real creature too. I don't. I don't know if Gopher is canon to AA Milne, but he's in. He's in the show a lot. There's definitely going to be a lot of Gopher talk. But anyway, in this movie, I don't even remember how, what the fuck tangent I got off on. Boy, boy, this is that's how this is what this podcast is going to be like. I should keep notes of myself when I'm talking. I, I they're going fucking trick or treating. These stuffed animals. That's that's where it was. The stuffed animals are going trick or treating. I think with Christopher Robin, and they're they need to prepare costumes. Piglet's quite afraid. I remember there are some scary pumpkin pumpkins, pumpkins. There are some scary pumpkins. They talk about spookables a lot in this, as like a creature, a spookable, and I believe there's a musical number related to that, related to uh, scary pumpkins and fear and spookables. I think we'll see you probably already saw hopefully or you're doing this in my you're experiencing it with me and you're listening to me talk for like 
20 fucking minutes, which is the length of the thing that I'm encouraging you to watch. And then you'll pause it and you'll watch a thing for 20 minutes and then you'll listen to me talk for 20 more minutes. How about that? Because that's the premise of the show. Winnie the Pod. Coming back after I have experienced. Boo to you too, Winnie the Pooh. It's me and it's you talking about Winnie the Pooh. I am not afraid. No, not so much. No, I am not afraid. Not, maybe not too much to touch. Whatever the fuck he says. I just watched Boo to You Too, Winnie the Pooh, uh, which I realized pretty quickly upon watching it is a made-for-TV movie. I think I said in the opening that it was a uh, a uh, straight-to-video movie. That was incorrect. It was made for television, as you could tell by the commercial breaks and the fact that every time it comes in, I guess like uh, for the commercial break, it comes in in sepia tone, uh, which I thought was a nice touch. Just to show you that this is a a darker than average Winnie the Pooh tale. I also realized upon coming back in here to record the second half of this that I, I had my mic set to a different setting in the first half. So I might have been more quiet or maybe I'll be way too loud now or both. We'll see. It's growing pains. You know, bear with me. That's what this episode's for. Anyway, so, yeah, so Piglet had a big song that I, I quite enjoyed, that I remember liking as a kid, and I liked that I liked now. It was sung by Steve Schatzberg, who is not the voice of Piglet, because uh, the voice of Piglet is John Fielder, who's actually in 12 Angry Men, the movie. Uh, John Fielder, very old I, I, at the time of, he was born in 1925 and died in 2005. So at the time of this movie, it was fucking nine years before his death. So he obviously wasn't belting out the bangers. Like I am not afraid. Like, like Schatzberg, like Schatzberg gave for us. Uh, Schatzberg, who I looked up is just known for being the singing voice of Piglet, which I don't know how many, I guess Piglet's big movie. Schatzberg must've really had some time to shine. Done, done some big singing in that one. Anyway, in any event, boo to you too. So it had nothing to do. Uh, Pooh did not take his shirt off and uh, paint himself like a bee. He was dressed like a bee, but he he did not uh, did not did not pop that top off and uh, and paint himself up. I do think that's from a book I had. And Christopher Robin wasn't involved at all, uh, which I, I I guess I was also just misremembering it, maybe from the book I had or just completely making that up. Uh, something I liked about the opening narration from Gimli is when he said the night groans more so. As a kid, I had no idea what the fuck he was saying. Like, I didn't know what the fuck that meant. And as an adult, I, I mean, I do understand, but like, what a crazy way to say that. I mean, I think it's, you know, maybe I, I guess in that sense, beautiful language. I uh, I had the thought that Pooh talking to the narrator in front of his house and then getting tackled by Tigger is essentially the tavern start of Winnie the Pooh. Like if you've ever played D&D, that, that's, that's just the classic tavern start. You just, yeah, the Pooh's in front of his house. He's chit-chatting with the narrator of the story. And then Tigger pounces and trounces him. And now we're into the narrative. 
and the narrator takes a step back. Oh, <laughs> and then fucking Pooh saying that he's not fond of tricking, but he does like treating, because treating means eating. You know what I'm saying? Treating means eating. Gopher had uh, the, the the costume gimmick running throughout, and something I liked is um, that he comes out in that Eeyore mech made of spoons, you know? Like, he's got... It, it was all spoons. Like, the ears were spoons and his legs were spoons. Gopher had, like, a lot of spoons in his underground layer. Is that an appropriate way to describe Gopher's domain as a layer? I did like that. It's foreshadowing for the for the giant fucking Gundam that Piglet comes in with at the end. <laughs> I I laughed I laughed really hard at Gopher saying that uh, he's trying to get the big costume prize, and then Pooh immediately calling it. I was I was thinking I was like, what fucking prize? Who's giving out a prize? And then Pooh immediately is like, Gopher, I don't think that that's a fucking thing. And Gopher says, fine with me, as he falls into the hole. And then I think he says something about thinning the competition. That was a good joke. Oh, when you first go to Piglet's house and I, he's holding like a he's holding like a pan in his hand, and I, I guess like for self defense. But when I when it, you cut to him, uh, you cut to his house and it's outside of his house, and you just hear Piglet's voice and you hear like metal. I thought that Piglet was lifting weights. Like I thought I was gonna cut to Piglet inside, like lifting weights, like trying to get like. I remember that he was scared of Halloween, so I thought that maybe he was gonna be like. You, trying to get swole to like ward off spookables and boy was i right about the use of the word spookable in this holy shit they said spookable about a hundred thousand times didn't they yeah that within then when you're in piglet's house that's when we get the uh the i am not afraid which i i just i love i love like the delivery of it like it's very in character because it's got these big swells and then it really cuts them down like it's sort of like it's like the, it's like a mountain goat song it's it's it, i liked it i feel like you could put some like if you put some like heavy synths under it it could be like lcd sound system oh it, when they get to piglet's house he's got this like very cute flower costume and then his other costume in his left hand is like haunting it's like a fucking second skin for him <laughs> i don't know what the fuck it was it's like a like it, it's, it's like a pink clown costume, but because Piglet's pink, it's basically like a flesh-colored clown costume. It it was unsettling to look at. I don't know what the fuck that was. Piglet, I mean, uh, Pooh saying, uh, don't call me by my name. Like, I mean, he's trying to sneak in with the piglets. I mean, with the bees, with the, with the piglets. He's trying to sneak in with the bees, and he tells Piglet not to call him by his name, because then the, the bees will know. And so then Piglet calls him Pooh, who isn't, which again is for good foreshadowing for uh, Hollow Wasn't coming up. Uh, and then the Halloween that wasn't, as it's referred to in the very end. But I, I just did like Pooh uh, insinuating the bees would know if uh, Piglet called him Pooh that he was not a bee. And then when his suspenders fell off, they did know that he wasn't a bee. The bees are smart. The bees do know. Oh, and then when they fucking come barreling in in the rabbit's y yard... And they, they kill all the pumpkins, or they kill, they, they smash all the pumpkins, Billy Corgan style, and then Rabbit comes in and is devastated. He's like legitimately in, in, in emotional distress. And he's like, Petunia, it's me, or like, Petunia, speak to me. Like, he's talking to the pumpkins. It's very much like a D-Day scene. Like, he's found all these carcasses, and he's digging through the, the viscera of, of, of these 
of these children that he has raised from the earth. Think about how long it takes to grow a pumpkin to the size that these fucking pumpkins were. These were huge. These are like prize fucking pumpkins that Rabbit had. These are big fuckers. And then they come in and they kill them all. And then Rabbit's just digging through the gore. Got his hands stuck in there. He, he's wrist deep in his friend's guts. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Gopher comes in uh, dressed like Rabbit. And then Rabbit calls him a muskrat. I was talking about the scary pumpkins uh, before in the in the opening, and Tigger does draw a bunch of scary faces on pumpkins, which I thought were an interesting uh, kind of style from Winnie the Pooh, and I think that that might have been something. I used the term, I think, exported the animation. I think I said that in the opening. That's not correct. Outsourced is what I meant. But there, was, there were a few strange moments in the tie animation. In Piglet's song, he has one point where he's like walking straight towards camera and his eyes get wicked far apart. And I thought that was goofy looking. And then I thought that all these faces were like pretty unique for it. And there were there were a couple times where just a few things looked a little weird. I thought that Pooh looked like he he'd been eaten especially well in this. That he he this was this was a this was a big bear. This was a big bear in a in a in a in a big tree house. And, uh, yeah, Tigger drew all the scary faces, and then Piglet gets scared of them. Half a dump of heffalumps is something that Tigger says when he's conducting the weather, like fucking storm. When he has storm powers, he says half a dump, half a dump of heffalumps, which I thought was really fucking funny. And then P Piglet, like, gets scared by this speech, which, again, fucking Tigger has, has demonstrated this, like, Thor... Zeus-like power to control the weather. So, you know, if, if my homie started controlling the weather, I would freak the fuck out, too. Like, if I, if one of my friends started conducting... Like, if he was, like... If one of my friends was said there was going to be loads of lightning, and then lightning came out of the sky, and then thunderous thundering, and then thunder happened, and whatever the fuck Tigger said about wind, and then all of a sudden, wind whipped through there, I, I would... When I tell you I'd shit my pants, I... 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 I That'd be an existential crisis. I don't know what I would do. I, I would I would literally probably collapse. So Piglet running away and then I having what I guess was a hallucination of like an evil ant grabbing him and trying to eat him. I, I think it's relatable. Oh, and then he goes home. He goes home and uh, Pooh knocks on the door and Piglet says, who is it? And Pooh says, it's me, them, and of course, us which I like quite a lot and I may steal for every episode of this podcast because I liked it so much. Me, them, and of course, us. And then uh, Pooh, Piglet's like, you need, okay, maybe if you say something that only you will know, then I'll know it's you and I can let you in and feel safe. And Pooh's like, okay, word, that's a great idea. What should I say? And then Piglet goes, oh, okay, maybe I am Pooh? And Pooh goes, what? It, you are? Then who am I? Which is, that, that is the epitome of what's fucking great about this guy. If, if that's not classic comedy, I don't know what is. If, that, if that's not some who's on first type classic hijinks, then... Uh, this microphone might as well be a snake about to bite me on my nose. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking when Pooh is talking about 
Piglet, if you don't participate in Halloween, then that would be like, well, like last year. And then Tigger just fucking rails off. Tigger and Eeyore. Like, Eeyore's really into Halloween in this movie, and he's not super sad. And he uh, he's, he's just kind of, like, down to clown and is kind of upset that Piglet isn't, if anything. And Eeyore even is like, yeah, like, last year and the year before and every Halloween ever. And they fucking totally flame this dude and then decide, but Pooh does convince him. And uh, decides that they're going to do a hollow wasn't. And then I they kind of just commit to that. At least Pooh does. But then Tigger and Eeyore, again, who is just down to clown. Just with Tigger the whole time. Uh, they're not trying to... Well, no, no. Tigger does go home, I guess. Yeah, Tigger goes home. I, I'm, I'm misremembering. Because Tigger goes home and he's like weaving. In his, Tigger, I thought Tigger's house in the show, in this movie, it's the same house from the show, was the coolest place. In, in all of conceivable reality. And I, I think that in Adventure Time, they live in a, a treehouse that is very similar in vibe to what Tigger's house felt like to me. And I, I always thought that was neat. Um, but Tigger's song fucking rules. Scare myself? I don't know if that's innuendo, baby, but I'm gonna scare myself every day driving to work. Listening to that song from here until Halloween, baby, because that was good. And he like he get his has like a Prince type outfit on, like a Vincent Price. Like it was very fucking very cool. I liked it a lot. And he uh he he you know he kind of like he, you know I'm not gonna lie, he has like a he's got like a cabinet of horrors, and he's like he, he you know like kind of spits a few bars, a little bit. Just a little bit. Not like actual rapping, but like Hamilton rapping. <laughs> and I think that in this movie, um, it's Jim Cummings, who is like classically like Pete in the, the Mickey Mouse stuff. And uh, yeah, Jim Cummings is Winnie the Pooh and Tigger in this movie. And he, he gets to do some good business as Tigger in this. I, I had a good time. Oh, when Pooh has the idea to cover themselves in sheets... And then he says, we shall think that we are them, and they shall think that we are us. I like it. I love it so much. That's that's the kind of thing. That's that's the kind of sh- I wish that I could just think and talk like that. Wouldn't life be simpler? Wouldn't life be simpler if you just rolled around all day? He doesn't roll around, but you know what I mean? Uh, if, if you, if you pa- I almost said patrolled, if you just perused around the world, no pants. Just a just a red polo, eating sugar, getting plump. You don't care. You're proud of it, even. Yeah, you're you are proud of your body. You're proud of who you are. You're proud of the fact you're not wearing pants, shoes, nothing. And you go around and you say shit like, "We shall think that we are them, and they shall think that we are us." That's the deepest shit I've ever heard. Time is a flat circle, man. And that Pooh, I, I, Pooh's whole vibe, I, I just love so much. It's why I love the fucking character so much. He's getting like, well, it, it, he's not. They're like helping him. I guess he gets stuck in his costume because he's an idiot. And Piglet sees that, and it looks like he's being like drawn and quartered. But he ends up getting stuck in a tree, and he's dangling there. And things do seem very tense and scary at the at the, at the time. And Pooh says, "Someone." He's like, "Someone." 
anyone really help and like yells but the anyone really i like he's just like you know i'm i'm, I'm pragmatic about it i don't care like honestly even if it's a spookable like if one of y'all just want to get me out of this tree you can maybe talk about eating me we can deal with that that's the next step but right now i'm stuck in a tree <laughs> oh and then that's when piglet goes and gets his fucking actual gundam like crazy mech that he like he's sitting in a barrel and he's got these like two He's got two sticks, and somehow he pilots what is like, I guess they are all very small. I have to remember always, they are stuffed animals. Did this read like they were stuffed animals? Because it didn't to me. They all felt very big. Um, Pooh especially felt, like I said, like a big bear. But they are all, like, I think Pooh, if we, if we reference Kingdom Hearts, if I were to ask you, audience, how tall do you believe Sora in Kingdom Hearts to be? I would say not tall. I would say Sora is like at max with the, at the tip of his pointy hair, 5'8". And Pooh is like at best thigh high on that motherfucker. So yeah, Pooh is small. So I would still say that this thing that Piglet pilots is, is like 13 fucking feet tall. Anyway, <laughs> Piglet comes in in this crazy, scary robot thing. And uh, he he kicks ass against nothing. There's nothing there. He just kind of like barrels into all of his friends. And then they all end up tumbling into Rabbit's garden again. Just, you know, foreshadowing. Reprise. Speaking of reprise, Not Afraid comes back in. Like. Well, Piglet and like his friends have this like moment. And they're like, "You did it, Piglet! You're not afraid anymore." And then Gopher fucking comes out, and Piglet's like genuinely not scared of it. It's like uh, kind of scary looking. Gopher, like even though he's a little tiny thing, because he's all piled in the gunk, rises out of this like fucking fifteen foot pile. All the all the you see all the sizes get bigger. He's in this big pile of stuff, like everything mucked up. And he's got this big scary pumpkin head with fangs on it because all the pumpkins have been mashed up and somehow it makes this like scary pumpkin head with like spikes and fangs in it. And then he jumps out. Well, it doesn't jump out, but just rises up because he's waking up. And Piglet's not afraid. And then he takes it off and he looks just like the girl in Midsummer. I realized. I think Midsummer, Midsommar, uh, stole this whole thing from Boo Too Too, Winnie the Pooh. And I'm going to uh, to contact the the writer and director of this film and make sure that they go after Ari Aster for all he's fucking worth. Oh, <laughs> I really, really liked, really, really liked Pooh saying of all the Halloweens that I can remember, and I can't. Something that I did like was Tigger saying Lollapaloozing. I don't remember what, I think he had like a Lollapaloozing amount of scares or something, or he like had a real Lollapaloozing, but he uses the phrase Lollapaloozing, which I thought was, I, you know, I think it has to be a direct, a direct reference to Lollapalooza. Like, I feel like it already had to exist at that point in time. But, um, yeah, I, I thought that that was, I thought that that was you know, kind of neat. Or, or, you know, maybe Tigger invented Lollapalooza. Maybe just like Ari Aster, fucking Lollapalooza needs to have their fucking shit on lock lawyer up asshole because i'm not coming for 50 percent taker's coming for everything oh and piglet's fucking costume was bullshit absolute fucking bullshit at the end of the movie they're like hey man so like what are you gonna be for halloween and he's like 
I'm going to be Winnie the Pooh's best friend. What the fuck, Piglet? Like, imagine if in real life, imagine in real life, if you and your friends were going to a costume party and one of your friends showed up not in a costume and that you were like, what are you being for Halloween, man? Like, all of the rest of us are in costumes. And they're like, I'm going to be your best friend. You'd be like, uh, but for real, man, what are you going to be for Halloween? Like, what the fuck, Piglet? Everyone goes off together to trick or treat and Piglet's like not in a fucking costume. Like, you look like an idiot, man. Like, we're going trick-or-treating. People are going to see us. We're a bunch of stuffed animals, and you look like a fucking dipshit. Ugh. Hated it. <laughs> oh, and then Gimli comes on for the end narration and says, And for that night, and several nights thereafter, Piglet was not afraid. And he says that several several nights thereafter. Like, it's very impressive. That's not a long time. It's like, it, it didn't take... But for it did last a brief little while. For a, a tiny little while, Piglet wasn't afraid anymore. But then, of course, he did become afraid again, because that is just his character. And we, we do want you to know that by the next time you see him, he will be afraid again. But the resolution of this movie lasted several days. Anyway, that's Boo to you too. That's that's Winnie the Pod, solo style. I'd say, dare I say, raw dogging it. Just coming in here, using the mic in the wrong setting before. Or arguably on the wrong setting now. Maybe it's way too loud. The waveforms are way bigger. So either it was eatsy beatsy tie it. <laughs> tie it? Yeah, either it was itsy bitsy quiet uh, earlier. Or it is just fucking super loud now. Either way, I have managed to talk about Winnie the Pooh by myself for 42 minutes. And if you stuck around for it, then here's your special prize. I will tell you that this movie is not for babies. And that is the conclusion of this episode of Winnie the Pod. The New Adventure of Rewatching the Old New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. The official, unofficial New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh Rewatch Podcast. Boo to you too, Winnie the Pooh. Happy Halloween. I am not afraid, no, not too much. And if I am not afraid, not more than a touch. I can be around my friends And being with them is much better We might be more brave together It's Halloween, I'll face my fear Cause it's the spookiest night of the year What a very grand thing to be so brave To show myself that I'm